The sanctuary is beginning to get dark now. You'll be very careful if you try to move about. Here we are in the dark. For a moment, I want to take you back. I want to give you a little bit of my testimony. You see, for me, my testimony, it begins right here in the dark. This is who I was before I met the light of the world. I was in the dark. The Bible talks about that time before our salvation. The Apostle Paul said it best. Part of Satan's plan, part of Satan's work is to blind the minds of those that believe not. And guys, they've got some more lights here that we'll try to take down, please. We'll get it as dark as we can. But this is who I was, church. I was lost and undone. I was broken. In our world, before there was light, this is what our world was. It was a place of total darkness. It was a place of abyss. Light did not exist until God had spoken it into existence. And until that moment, there was nothing but darkness. And in the Bible, it says in Genesis chapter one, it talks about this time before there was light. I think for all of us, it's very difficult for us to even think of a time when there was no light, but maybe close your eyes for just a moment and go back into that moment where there was no light on earth. The Bible says in the beginning, this is before you and me, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void. Listen to this church and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In verse number three of Genesis chapter one, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God, he saw the light and he saw that it was good. And when he saw the light, he divided the light and the darkness. And what happened was God spoke light into existence. It was no effort for your God to speak this light into existence. He simply spoke the words and thus there was light. It didn't take special effort. It didn't take help. He didn't have to study. He didn't have to prepare. He simply spoke the words and then light was. And see, light exposes. Now, the closer I get to the light, the more of me you can see, the more of my face is visible. Light not only will expose and show, but light warms. And without light and the absence of light, there would be nothing but cold and darkness. But God said, let there be light, and light came. But this is not where he stopped with light. You see, God saw the condition of mankind. He saw you and he saw me and he knew that 
those that dwelt in the dark would need hope. You see, only God could get man out of the dark. And Isaiah, the prophet says in Isaiah 9, this is verse 2. He said, the people that walked in darkness, that's Winston, have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. This was the moment where I came from death to life, from darkness to light. And he didn't stop there. The Bible says in verse six of that same chapter. Now listen, listen, listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I'm not reading from the gospel, I'm reading from the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice henceforth even forever. 700 years prior to Jesus being born in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah spoke that the hope of this Prince of Peace would come. And when he was born, Luke 2 tells us, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. This light was so intense. This glory was so real. It was so profound. It so expelled the darkness from the night sky that these shepherds who had spent all of their adult lives outside in the dark, the light was so bright. It was so glorious that it scared them. Something had changed in the night sky. The angels were there, the archangel there to announce that Jesus had been born. And that night in Bethlehem, the light of the world was born. Hope for mankind had been initiated. The pact that God had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the promise, the covenant that from their seed, a Messiah would come. In that moment, the light was born. Jesus fulfilled the prophecy. The second candle to my right represents Jesus, who is the light of the world. Jesus himself said in John chapter number eight, he spoke and he said to them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. Not only is Jesus the light of the world, but just like those that wandered in the desert, those Hebrew children who wandered in oftentimes dark places with confusion and no hope for their direction. Jesus is the light that leads 
Exodus 13, 21 says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And if Jesus is Lord of your life, if he's king of everything in your world, then if you'll follow him and if you'll trust him, even when it doesn't make sense to take the next step, he promises to lead you to the right place at the right time. God is capable to know every person, every life, and to say no matter what you're going through now, no matter the situation or the circumstance, he can lead you to his perfect will for your life. Jesus is the light that leads. The Bible shows us that Jesus is not only the light that leads, but Jesus is the light that saves and secures. Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Child of God, if you have trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if the Holy Ghost of God has come by your way and drawn you into the family, then you can trust him each and every day that not only has he saved you, but that he has secured you. And no matter what you go through, no matter what life has become, you do not have to be afraid of the dark because Jesus said, if you'll follow me, I'll secure you in myself. I'll give you my righteousness, my hope and my peace and it will abound greatly in your life if you'll simply follow me. Jesus is the light that saves and the light that secures. Jesus is the light as the word of God. Jesus is the light as the word. Psalm 119, 105, a verse I learned very, very early in life right here on this campus. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And church, in the day and hour in which we're living, you do not need another plan, another program, another leaf to turn over. What you desperately need for your life and for the life of your family is to put the word of God out in front, the lamp to your feet, and to follow it with full abandon of what the world says or what the world thinks. He is the light as the word. Praise his holy name. And lastly, not only is he the light of the world, not only is he the birth of light in God's capable hand, but lastly, he is the light that overwhelms the darkness. Light that overwhelms the darkness. John 1, 1 through 5. Listen closely to the words. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
Other words you could use there for comprehend would to be overcome the light. There is nothing that the devil has to throw at the light that can overcome or that can conquer what God has established. In the most dark time in his era, in the most wicked place in the world, Jesus took his disciples to a temple called the Temple of Pan, a vile, a wicked, and an evil place. And he stood his disciples in front of that temple that represented all the evil in the world and everything that the devil had to offer. And he told his disciples, men, upon this rock I will build my church. I'll establish who is to be a part. I'll choose my people one by one. And you can be assured of this, that the gates of Hades, that the gates of hell shall never prevail, shall never overcome, shall never stifle the good news of hope that Jesus is the light of the world. And Trinity Baptist Church going into 2023, what you need for your life is the confidence and the authority to believe what Jesus told his disciples, that nothing will overcome you, nothing will overtake you. Even in the most dark moments of your life, Jesus is still capable, Jesus is still able, and he loves you right where you are. There's stability in the light because Jesus is the light that overwhelms the darkness. No power in hell, no seed of man could ever hold back the power of our God. We have the authority, even tonight in the dim light that's shown here in front of you. God has all authority, even in the dark. It comprehended it not. And now it comes to you. It comes to me. Our responsibility. We're not just to see beautiful candles. We're not just to be observers, but we're to be participants in the kingdom of light. Jesus said, if you belong to me, you are salt and you are light. Pastors, join me here very carefully on the stage. I praise his holy name that one day, granddaddy, yes, God saved you. He lit your candle and he sent you out. <laughs> praise God for the light that he put in your heart. The priest to millions of people all over the world, but you could tell them the truth. Nathan, he saved you. He called you. Pastor Dwight, he took your sin sick life. He saved you. He gave you a light, lives on the inside. PA, he saved you, he called you. Brother Doug, Brother Arthur, Pastor Rory, he saved you. He said, if you belong to me, you're salt and you're light. Now go, go, go tell others the good news that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was brutally, brutally, destroyed of body in Jerusalem, but gloriously arose on the third day. I want you to think now upon Jesus as your light. Listen to the words of the song and from your heart, your chapel, worship him right where you are. No crib, no toys were away. Still they had their love 
For the child they were anticipating He was born one winter night On a road between two towns They wrapped him up so warm and tight And said it looks like heaven's come down There was a new star shining In the sky up above By his light that winter and perfect love If we want to find it I know we always will Cause that new star is shining for us Simple trade was all they knew It was hard enough to make ends meet When they were only two But the cold, the dark and hunger Couldn't take away their joy They knew that they would find a for that precious baby boy There was a new star shining In the sky up above By his light that winter night They found peace and perfect love If we want to find Cause that new star is shining for us still If we want to find it I know we always will Cause that new star is shining for us Yes, that new star is shining for us Second 2 Corinthians 4, 5, 6, and 7. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. You see, He's the only thing worth worshiping. He's the only thing worth loving. And He's the only thing worth preaching about. Jesus. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Church, I want you to look around. Keep your candle about chest height. Now I want you to raise it very carefully above your head. My, 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 look at all the light. Look at all of the truth. 
Look at all of the hope. Look at all the opportunity for people to hear the good news that Jesus saves, that he loves you right where you are, and that he'll change your eternity forever and forever. You can put your candle down. I'm thankful that tonight we're able to celebrate what Jesus started in Bethlehem and what he accomplished in Jerusalem. I want to pray. I want to dedicate this night. I want to dedicate this moment to the Lord. And I want to thank him for all that he's done. Has the Lord been good to you this year? Are you thankful to be saved and on your way to heaven? I said, are you thankful to be saved and on your way to heaven? Then let's open our mouths and let's begin to close out our year thanking God for being faithful in 2022. Let's thank him for all the blessings that he didn't have to give us. And let's thank him for what he's going to do in the coming year. Holy Father, in Jesus' name, God of light and of love, who hath shined out of the darkness into our hearts, we say to you, Merry Christmas. Thank you for all that you have accomplished on our behalf. God, you could have left me right where I was, broken and destitute, bound for an eternity, separated from God. But in love and in grace and in mercy, you stepped out and became flesh. Lord, I thank you for your humble sacrifice, the kindness you showed towards us. God, I thank you for my salvation today. God, I thank you for the call to preach the word of God. Lord, that I don't have to preach it in my own power. I don't have to preach on my own pedigree, but I can preach it because it is the holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God. And Lord, it is the rock on which we stand tonight. Lord, I give you this service. Lord, we thank you for this past year, for all your blessings. God, for your guidance, the wisdom that you gave us liberally because we asked. Lord, for all of the times that it did not make sense and you were faithful. We say thank you. Lord, for every time our heart was broken and you were there, we say thank you. And Lord, for this coming year, we dedicate it already to you. We ask you to move in our midst, change our church for eternity's sake. Lord, I pray for every person that's under the sound of my voice in the sanctuary or those that wish they could be. And Holy Ghost of God, I pray now that you'd go to them, encourage them. The one that's hurting, I pray that you would do what only you can the one that's brokenhearted and confused, I pray that you would give them that balm in Gilead. God, that you would apply a precious ointment of time and of comfort. Lord, we love you. We thank you for our lights. Lord, help us to be responsible with what you've invested in our lives. Help us to tell others the good news that there is hope and his name is Jesus. We love you. We thank you for this beautiful, beautiful display of your love for us. It's in Jesus' name the church prayed. Amen and amen. Aren't you thankful for the light of the world? You see, church, it's three different candles, but it's one light. And his name is Jesus. In a moment, we're going to sing. The lights are going to very carefully come up. And I want you to very gingerly blow out your candle be careful with the hot wax that's there pulled at the top of the wick. In just a moment, they'll come by and collect your candle. You can extinguish your candle now as the house lights come up.